Right, welcome in, welcome back, folks. To a things have been so negative around Notre Dame lately. I got to do an episode where we try and look at the bright side of what's going on in the program because there are some good things. Addition and the always Irish misery shout. As always, you can find the program on YouTube. Do it, subscribe if you haven't appreciated it very much. Give the video a thumbs up. That helps Johnny out as well. Notifications on. That way you will learn it every time a new episode drops. I know you don't want to miss it. Twitter, search bar, always Irish rat. Always Irish Inc. Emails, always Irish Andy at gmail.com. Audio only anywhere you want it. You can get it in your ear hole. Call in lines. 312-988-15. You tell Johnny all the bad Notre Dame stuff you've heard and seen. Instagram, Facebook, all that. Always Irish Inc. USA Today, Fighting Irish Wire, read all about it. Patreon.com slash Always Irish. Myself, former Notre Dame captain and leading tackler, I might add, Mike Goolsby. Check it out. So, we have been in a vortex of negativity lately. In some ways, it doesn't help that you play a horrible game and everything crashes down on your head in Death Valley and then you have a bye. It's a rough time for a bye when you're done playing for anything that matters nationally and you can't even get out there and and win the next week to at least knock the short-term taste of losing out of your mouth. We're just going to kind of sit and stew on all of the bad through the whole two-week buy period. And that's how it is. Like, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. That's just what happens. So with so much of that negativity, and I'm here's the other thing, warranted negativity. That's the other thing. I'm not setting this up as if it's over the top or people are unjustified in their concern and negativity. I've written and done a bunch of shows about the stuff that's not good enough. So I'm acknowledging I've been a part of the negativity train because it's warranted. And I tell you guys what I think the truth is. Things are not good enough. But in the light of that, we need to at least look at some of the bright side of of what's going on in this program. It is not all bad, and it is not all indicators are of a program trending down. I don't believe that's the case. Yes, Notre Dame's in a tough spot in certain ways with where they're at. But this is not a thing where it's like the Titanic's taking on water and it's obvious the foreshadowings there that this is going down in a nosedive. That ain't it. That ain't it. So I know nobody's in the mood for this. And I'm not in the mood for it. But I think it's important. Does that make sense? I'm not in the mood to sit here and talk about good stuff right now. But I do think it's important for my brain and yours and my heart and yours. So let's get into a couple positives here. A bit more than a couple. I got five of them. And again, I realize nobody's in the mood for this. We're going into this exercise together, understanding that. Number one, the overall talent on the team's rising. It just is. The overall talent on the team's rising. They're getting faster. They're getting longer. They're getting more athletic. They're getting deeper, especially on defense. 
Um, the blue chip ratio thing, pretty good. The evaluations on some of the guys we're recruiting are surprisingly good in some ways where there's some guys with that weren't the highest guys, but we want them and then they play good and develop for us quickly. Um, so overall, I think that team is getting faster and more athletic and all that. The issue is the bulk of those improvements are on defense where it's most obvious is on defense. But overall, I do feel that 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 roster is flipping over and becoming more athletic overall. That's a good sign. You may disagree. That's just what I see and what those, what it looks like. Number two, speaking of the defense, they are good and they look like they're going to be good uh, moving forward with some of the players coming in and the coaches you have. You got to give Al Washington, Al Golden, Mickens, O'Leary, good job. Like you got to say, their units are not perfect, but their side of the ball is not the reason we're losing games. Like if this defense was just exactly itself with the good stuff, the warts, whatever, if this defense was exactly how it is, but you had an offense that was anywhere on the grid of like the real world and functionality, Notre Dame might have one loss or none. Like, that's seriously how I look at this. So they're not Georgia a few years ago. They're not that. They don't have the dudes up front. That I get all that. They're not the reason Notre Dame's lost games this year. If you had an offense anywhere in the real, on the map of like reasonable, functional offense, if you were anywhere on that map, Notre Dame has one loss or no losses probably. But the offense is so off the charts bad that it puts the defense in so many bad spots and they're out there for 90 minutes out of the game and 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 uh, three and out, you're back out there. Short field, you're back out there. Uh, interception, you're back out there. Like, the defense is imperfect. It ain't the reason you've lost these games. I was mad about how they looked against Louisville too. The offense put them in bad spots 90 times in a row. What do you think they can't? Nobody could survive that when the offense refuses to even give you one minute to catch your breath on the sideline and you're back out there. So at least one side of the ball here lives on the real world. And when I say the real world, I just mean like, Real, competent, solid football. Like on that grid of between like, yeah, you're solid and then like elite. You At least the defense is on the grid. The offense is so far off it, you can't even see the grid from where they're at. But at least one side of the ball lives in the real world and is good and I think is going to stay pretty good. Number three. <laughs> this is going to make me mad and it's going to make you mad. Higher-end QB talents on the way. And the reason I say that with no excitement is this has always been the Notre Dame thing my whole life. Oh, wait, this year, the court, uh, we're going to have a quarter. Everything will be different. In two years, this recruit comes in. It's all going to be different. Jimmy Gloss is going to change everything. Like, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Um, But there is... It is a fact 
that I think Carr and Deuce have different levels they're capable of being at and reaching than the guys in the building now and the guys that we're, we've run through this string up. Um, now there's still development and all that and coaching, and we still have probably multiple years before we see either of them actually playing at Notre Dame, like in games. I'm just saying I, it is a fact to me, higher level QB play and talent is coming. But even I admit, man, it is really annoying that Notre Dame's best hope every year is kicking the can to next year. Oh, next year we get a real quarterback. Oh, wait till the recruiting hits and this guy develops. And then, and then sure enough, what happens? I get older, all the air falls out of my head. We don't win anything and I'm in a nursing home. That's the track we're on, kicking the can down the road. It's one of my biggest Notre Dame problems. Notre Dame never capitalizes of anything in the moment. It's all just hoping for next year, hoping for next year. That's a big part of the reason that Ohio State game devastated me to the extent it did. You just, you had a moment there for the taking that you could have really built a lot off of and you just didn't do it. And you just, Notre Dame is never the team that takes advantage of a big time moment in the moment. But I do want to acknowledge, I think what is possible at quarterback is about to take a big jump. And I guess that's positive. You still got a problem next year. I don't know what the hell you're going to do, but you better figure it out. Number four. Probably the biggest weakness personnel-wise, I'm not talking coaching. I could argue it's still the wide receiver room that is so bad you can't even have a functional real unit. Uh, and I know guys are young. I know they're injured. I know they're inexperienced. I know some guys just aren't playing well. I There's issue after issue after issue. Cam Williams is going to help that a lot right away. So that should make you feel pretty good. Um, that's a difference maker. That's a guy with a different level. The people that I follow that watch film and all that say he's the most talented wide receiver Notre Dame's signed in decades. So that's a guy that, that should be able to play for you right away. And not just out of dire necessity, but because he's good enough too. Like, right? Like we need to acknowledge that. It ain't an ideal world. How many snaps Rico Flores and Greathouse have to play this year? That's not the ideal path for guys at their developmental level. That was out of necessity. Cam Williams will be out of necessity, but also he's good enough, I think. He is a different level of elite. And so when I'm looking at that as being like maybe the weakest part of the team, you're getting a guy next year that should be able to help that right away, right off the bat. That's good news. Number five. Marcus Freeman seems very adaptable. He seems humble enough to know that he doesn't know everything and to recognize where the shortcomings are and, and that he needs help. And so I'm confident enough, his ego's small enough that he'll be able to look at the areas where we're really not good enough and do what he needs to do to try and try and make it all better. So I'm, I, I want to think that he's tied to reality enough that he sees what's going on here and, and need, knows he needs to change some things. Um, 
So let's recap a few positives. Number one, overall talent uh, and, and athleticism, I think, is on the rise. The defense is good. And I think they're going to stay pretty good. You, they're not the reason you're losing. Higher-end QB talent is on the way. Um, and you're going to get some help in the weakest area right away with Cam Williams. And then I just think, I think Freeman, I hope, I think, he knows he needs help and, and where things aren't good enough. So that's what I got. If you don't like my list, tough shit. I'm not in the mood to come up with a bunch of nice stuff. It's the best I could do. Give me a break. This year was not what anybody wanted. There's no easy way out of this. You got to lean on what you can trust that is good enough and make really tough decisions everywhere else. That's the only way. What do you guys think? I, I'm struggling, man. I, I wanted to try and do something positive, and I still ended up yelling. 